0: Thank you for tuning in. This is the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. And now for the show welcome back i'm your host gabby mazar and on today's episode i have teresa paganini she is the owner of love yourself lean where she helps people with mindset and also diet and getting themselves lean Uh, so welcome to the show and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into love yourself lean so tell us about yourself maybe a little bit about uh, your history and your past and kind of what led you to where you are today
1: all right, love it. Well, so um I am an absolute um uh, person that's just passionate about life overall. I I want to just pull and ring every little juicy bit out of life that I absolutely can. And I truly believe it's what most people want. And so um my passion and how I live my life and run my company is um creating opportunities for me to live that way, and then inspiring others to live that way also. So um, a little bit about my past. I've been um, in the corporate world. I've been an outdoor guide. I've been a personal trainer. I have been um, a gymnastics coach. I've been a group fitness instructor. I've kind of been all over the board, but once again, just in that zest for experiencing life. I love the outdoors. I love movement. I love people. And so finding ways to incorporate all of that and uh, my history and the reason why I started a company focused on mindset uh, and and weight loss is um, I want people to feel confident in who they are. I want them to stand in a room with their shoulders back and not be afraid to enter into a conversation, not be afraid to be approached, but to be immersed, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, that confidence in your worthiness to receive attention and to uh, have others interested in you is super important to me. Even as a child, I could recognize when someone wasn't comfortable. And so I would do everything in my power to make them comfortable and I grew up with an obese mother, and she uh, was very dynamic, very extroverted, but uh, always came at situations, came at herself from a place of unworthiness because of her weight. Her value as a human was so wrapped up in her size that she didn't ever see the amazing woman that she was. And so um, as I grew older and smarter and more observant and recognized a lot of people's weight struggles really stemmed from a place of unworthiness and their discomfort in a crowd stemmed from a place of unworthiness. And then having gone through my own battle with both anorexia and binge eating both um, and realizing that was a whole mindset thing. That was a worthiness thing, not just about food and movement. I was fully uh, at that point certified and studied in exercise and nutrition and yet still gained copious amounts of weight um, from a place of not being were they? So that's where I decided, okay, my passion for helping others find their own confidence, and my passion for people um to look and feel their best so they can get every little juicy morsel out of life came together into this company called Love Yourself Lean. Yeah, so what oh, the concept of love yourself
0: lean, kind of explain that because obviously we want to love ourselves, but like what does that really mean to you? Like obviously you know, we're talking about mindset. Obviously we're talking about, you know, identifying with yourself in certain ways, but, but what does that mean? What does it mean to love yourself lean?
1: Yeah. So being in the the health, weight loss, fitness field, all of my life, you, you know, you see people that approach uh, their bodies from a, a punishing standpoint, I'm going to severely restrict. And then every time I look, I look in the mirror, I'm going to critique every little imperfection, if I eat anything that I remotely enjoy, I'm going to feel guilty. And then I'm going to work out and I hate running, but I'm going to run because that's what's like everything in the, in the weight loss realm is is a punishment. Punishing. It's so negative. It's so, um, guilt-ridden. And that's why so many people have such short-term results. Losing weight's not that hard. We've all done it. The problem is we've done it a million times. Yeah, We don't do it once and then sustain it. And the reason we don't do that is because we come at it from a self-punishing perspective versus a, I am this amazing human being. If I am 200, 300, 400 pounds, it doesn't alter who I am as a human. And I am this amazing human that deserves love and acceptance at every size. So now that I know I'm worthy of that, Why would I abuse myself, even if I want to be smaller, right? Because 300, 400 pounds typically isn't healthy. So yeah, we want to be smaller, if not just for aesthetic reasons, for health reasons, but I don't have to abuse myself to get there. So how do I treat myself with love through my thoughts, my words, my food, and my movement so I enjoy the process, of creating my best body. It's not so much about weight loss so much as being in a body that is functional, being in a body that doesn't fill me with insecurity, that doesn't limit me in any way. And usually that means getting to a weight that makes us most comfortable to, to feel that way about the body.
0: Yeah. And what's so interesting about it though, is that even like your mindset and how you see yourself is never how somebody else sees you. You might okay. see love handles, you might see, you know, back fat, you might see, you know, your ass is too big. You see these things or or whatever it is you see, someone else looks at you and might see this perfect being. Someone else looks at you and sees this sparkling personality. Someone else looks at you and thinks you might be perfect. You know, you work out all the time and look at you. And, you know, I remember years ago, when, when I first became a personal trainer, um, I, I worked out all the time. I do work. I, I still, I exercise that is, it's, it's a part of my life, but I was a lot younger, a lot thinner, but still exercise was a part of my life. And I, I didn't do it to punish myself. I, I mean, I still had you know, I, but I still was like, okay, I hate my stomach pooch. And I hate that. I still hated things about myself, but I still worked out because I wanted to be healthy but I had a couple of women that worked with worked out with us and and they stopped me one day in the bathroom and said, why do you, why do you do this? Why do you still work out? You know, you're so thin and you look so good. And I was like, but that's not what it's about. Like I am thin, but I work out to stay this way. I, I work out to stay healthy. I work out to be fit. Not, it's not an end goal. I'm not trying to get to a point so I never have to do this again. So like, although they looked at me and saw something, I clearly see something else. You know, I see the little things that bother me, but I also have a different mindset about it too. So you can have both things, but you still have to change those little things about how you see it, you know because everybody's body is not perfect. You know, we're not perfect beings and we are going to have body fat and we are going to have butt dimples and, you know, the fat that sticks out of your bra. Like nobody's going to be unscathed. Nobody's perfect. So you just have to- Two
1: really important things, right? Like one aspect that you're talking about is there is no end. There is no destination, right? Like Whatever you do to create your ideal body, you have to keep doing to keep your ideal body. So Mm -hmm. there's no like, I'm going to eat and work out a certain way and then I'm going to hit my goal and I'm done. Well, no, you're not done, which is why you need to find that way to eat and move with joy because it's never over, right? It may adapt. Like I used to love heavy lifting. Like I love heavy lifting. I am built for heavy lifting. I am now closer to 50 than I am 40 and my body does not like heavy lifting. Same. So mm-hmm. now I do endurance lifting and I do a lot of yoga and Pilates. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I do things that uh, I've adapted so that my body remains happy and I get to move with joy versus putting myself in a position for injury and pain and arthritis and, and discomfort. So I think you hit on one really important thing is that mindset of this is a lifestyle. And and that's become like a a catchphrase lifestyle where people say it, but they don't actually understand what that means. So what I'd say is there is no end game. It's a forever journey. There's no destination. It's just keep going. Right. And I think you hit on that one thing. And I think the second thing that you also hit on is you have to be willing To come to a place of acceptance about your body Mm -hmm. and not work extremely hard with your eating, with your movement to just look in that mirror and still look for the imperfections. Because then why bother? Right. Right. And so there's, unless you are going to eat and work out like a fitness competitor, you will never look like a fitness competitor. But also keep in
0: mind that a fitness competitor does not eat like that all the time or look like that all the time.
1: <laughs> all the time. But <laughs> their life is dedicated to it. And they right. do make decisions not to socialize when they're getting ready for a competition. Absolutely. They're in the gym two, three hours a day. They are on a very, like their life is, an, their, their food and their movement is an obsession. A very strict. A but when
0: they, they are not on competition, they do still eat stricter than most. But when they're not on competition, they don't look like, you know, they're not Not shredded. They're not as shredded. They are a little, they are a little softer, but they look more normal, normal human being. You know, when they sit down, they're going to have a little putt. They're, They're more normal. So they, they do stop, you know, eating like that complete strict, like rice cakes and boiled chicken and boiled broccoli with cinnamon. Like, you know, it's they don't do that all the time because it's not maintainable. Like there isn't are some it? things I, that are just not maintainable,
1: right? And I think that's what I the the general pop needs to understand. They do incredible things to look the way they do, and uh, if if you are not willing or capable to do that, which ninety nine point nine percent of the population isn't, you cannot expect to look that way, right? So right. the thighs that touch the little pooch on the belly the dimples on the butt, the moving triceps, like these things will exist even after you hit your ideal weight Mm -hmm. because you are a normal person with a life to enjoy. If you want to pull every juicy morsel out of your life, you can't be obsessed with one thing. So there's got to, you got to be able to come to a level of acceptance of a normal human body yeah absolutely absolutely With imperfections
0: with imperfections and, and everybody has them and I think I think this idea that that you know I want to get rid of my underarms and I want to get rid of this I want to get rid of that you know and not everybody has that is so wrong like it's wrong to think that other women don't look that way or other men don't look that way when we all do mm-hmm. all of us all of us do and and women who have had children like your body goes through an amazing process and is yeah. being stretched beyond belief and it will never, ever go back to what it was prior to that because it has changed. Not only have your hormones changed, but but your body has been pushed beyond belief to create a human and then you have this expectation. It's, it's very, very hard for a lot of women to go back and and to realize that they're not going to have the body that they had pre-pregnancy so you know we do have to understand and accept that it's okay it's okay to look like that because you went through this you produced this child to do some to do this miracle you know so being perfect is it's a pipe dream it's something that doesn't exist it's something that shouldn't exist I mean, unless you're going to go through plastic surgery and that's what you want to do, which again is fine, but, but you have to, you have to be willing to accept those imperfections and love yourself for who you are and what yeah. you can attain, but still attain and love
1: your life. Right. Yeah. I like, love yourself. Right. And even if you haven't had a baby, your body was built to have a baby mm-hmm. as a female. So And I was actually just, God, this is so funny. I was just talking with a client about they were, you know, how they're in good shape, but they're not still where they want to be. And we talked about, so where is it where you want to be? Well, I was in my ideal shape when I was a teen. This was her answer. And I was like, so wait, for you to be happy, you have to look like you did when you were a teenager. That's not even possible. And I said, put, and all of you watching, put your fingers on your hip bones. Are they, look, look where they're at. Are they in the same location as when you were a teenager? No. They've moved. <laughs> your hip they bones have I have sure moved. Have shifted.
0: I mean, I was Those a size bones, two when I kiddos. was a teenager and I am not there now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're not supposed to be. like bones shift and you're not gonna no matter how much weight you lose, your bones are where your bones are. So you're never going to look like your teenage self again, and you have to let that go. And even if you haven't had kids, your body shifted to make you capable of giving birth. And so things have shifted. So what's now your new ideal and how do you love the body you've got now, even if you want it smaller, great, but still what's the reality of how small it will actually get? But also what's the
0: reality of once you attain that? is that really going to make you happy?
1: Is that really what happiness is? And that's where Love Yourself Lean, the premise of it is about that loving mindset first, because if you can't love yourself at a larger size, you will not love yourself at a smaller size. And a lot of, uh, in my consults, uh, most specifically with my women, I do ask them, when you hit your ideal size, will you be willing to look in the mirror and say, damn, I look good. And if you cannot confidently say, yes, I am willing to say that we've got bigger issues and the losing, losing the weight isn't going to solve any of life's problems for you. Your life will not change your satisfaction with self. Your confidence will not drastically change just because you're smaller. The self-love is what needs to change the development, the cultivation. Uh, the proof of love, you know, there's proof of life, proof of love, honestly, is the most important thing to overall success with feeling good about yourself. And if if you can establish that at a larger size, you'll absolutely be able to get it at a smaller size. If you can't establish it at the larger size, you probably still will not cultivate it easily at the smaller size.
0: And if you can establish that at a larger size, then you can create better habits that can can get you to attain that because you are loving who you are and what you put into your body and, and how you want to treat it as opposed to punishing yourself.
1: For sure. Somebody who loves themselves is going to set healthy boundaries and use the word. No. One of the smallest words in the dictionary and one of the toughest words in the dictionary is no. And somebody who has self-love is willing to say no to protect themselves. And you have to do that to successfully eat in a way that's going to allow you to reach your best body, move in a way, right? So if if your first reaction is, I don't have time to cook food. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time. That's because you haven't made yourself a priority. There's always, you have no less time than anybody else on earth. And most people that have gotten to a really good weight, also have children, also have careers, also are volunteers, also on our board of directors, are also, also, right? But they prioritize their self-care and they make sure that always happens because they have self-love. And so, yes, you are absolutely, you have a much easier time being successful at reaching your ideal size when there's self-love because you'll take care of yourself and you'll make yourself a priority.
0: Absolutely. And I just said this this morning, I know how much time do you dedicate to, your career how much time do you dedicate to your family think about how much time you dedicate to that to make that successful and if you just took um, a portion of that time and dedicated it to yourself think about how successful you would be at that you know Mm -hmm. just take say you dedicate five hours a week to building your business and building your brand and growing if you took five hours a week to planning meals and working out and you know meditating that's five hours more a week and yeah the time is there and not sitting and taking that away from sitting in front of the tv and eating popcorn and you know just not getting up and walking there are so many things that you can do to take care of yourself and i mean i'm guilty of i get home sometimes and i sit on the tv and sit in front of the tv and i'm like not getting up not getting up but if you take the time just a few hours a week Everybody has the same amount of time. There are only so many hours in the day. You know, so we we all have it. It's just a matter of prioritizing what the things are most important to you and if you are important to you, which you should be because if you don't have your health, what do you have? Yep. You know. And, and nothing nothing because nothing. everything else falls away. If you are sick or if you are not if you're dead, <laughs> then nothing else matters. Right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that I find is the greatest time suck is enabling others not to pull their weight. Oh yeah. And and the greatest time suck is usually the spouse and the children. And children are way more capable than most parents give them credit for. And so are their spouses. And there's always the, well, they won't do it to my standards. Okay, so then it is your choice not to take care of your health because your standards. I can tell you my house could absolutely be cleaner right now, but my health is more important than having some dust on my floor. That's my prioritization. Not saying maybe that's better than somebody else's, but something is going to have to give because there are so many hours in the day. And so when you look at the overall importance and impact to your life, really, where does your attention deserve to be? And what can you push to someone else? Right? So like, I'm the cook in the house. I don't clean. That is the hard, fast rule. If I cook, everybody else cleans. Not me. Because I cooked. There's a sharing of responsibility. Do they like it? No. Do they want it? Yes. Do they try to get out of it? Of course. Do I allow it? No. (laughs) (laughs) i got my own life to live too kids so uh, i'll feed you but then you can clean it and if you want to cook, clean it but you don't so this is the deal right and i think if more people would stop enabling um, and taking on too many tasks that they really just don't need to take on themselves and they could delegate to others um they'd be able to prioritize their own care yeah i totally agree I totally agree.
0: That's kind of my rule too. Like whoever we kind of share responsibilities. So like whoever cooks the most does a little bit of cleaning and then the other person will put the food away and then put the dishes, you know, clean the dishes. And then it's, you know, we kind of flip-flop on it because we both cook, but, but yeah, it's, you know, one person does not do everything, not in this household, my friend.
1: (laughs) And that's right. And that's good, right? Like kids are very capable of unloading and loading a dishwasher. Our kids have been doing their own laundry since they were 10 years old, right? Like yeah. I lied. I don't do laundry. I don't. Well, I do now. I didn't when David and I first met, it was fantastic, but now it's my duty. So now I do it. But, um, but there, are other, things. Priority, there are other things that it. I, you know,
0: there are, you, you also have to share responsibilities of other things. So there are other, there are yeah. other things that I take care of he does the laundry he doesn't want me touching it apparently i don't do it right so whatever me you want to do take it take it all day but <laughs> but yeah for sure so tell me a little bit about how your program works and what makes it different from other programs and and other things that you have seen and other things that other that people have gone through that have come to sure. you
1: so a lot of how i'm different is what we've talked about right i come at everything from a position of self-love and joy. So um, I have all of my programs Incorporate Mindset. Uh, So I I work very specifically to help people that struggle to either lose weight or maintain their weight loss through a combination of mindset, mouth, and movement. And so that mindset being uh, coming at uh, life, coming at yourself, coming at weight loss from a position that I am enough. Exactly as I am, I am enough. And so I work a lot with people on what are the self-limiting beliefs that stop you from succeeding? What are the fears of success that stop you from succeeding? And um, most of my clients struggle with this need for perfection. And so very extremism and things have to be perfect. And it's, if it's not perfect, I give up entirely. Well, that's just not the way to go. So I work a lot on creating more of a more adaptable mindset because that's where success comes from. So I do have mindset specific programs. I have uh, workshops, for example, my BFD workshops that are mindset specific. I do have an emotional eating online self-paced program that, um, really focuses on the really what I call the 10 components that allow someone to overcome emotional eating, self-sabotage, binge eating, uh, even body dysmorphia. Um, That's a self-paced online program. And then I do one-on-one coaching in that regard as well. I also have uh, specifically weight loss programs that focus on both mindset and nutrition. Uh, And in those, the biggest thing is I focus on teaching people how to eat to build a fat-burning metabolism. It's not about restriction. It's not about removing food groups from anything unless they have a food intolerance or an allergy. It's truly about how much can you eat and still lose weight. The more you're able to eat and lose weight, the easier it is to sustain in the long run. So restriction is really not what my programs are about. Uh, They are about building a fat burning machine by feeding it proper fuel at the proper time. Um, and then movement, how do we move with joy? So I am also a personal trainer and I I do some personal training, although I don't really lead too much with that in my business. It is there, um, But uh, I I do work with people all over the country from a personal training and nutrition perspective and mindset perspective. So those are all of really my my programs, the mindset specific, the nutrition, the the personal training. And then I do incorporate facets of all of them in all of them, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So um, with that, what exactly is kind of, your ideal client. Who are you looking for? Who like who would need you?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. So, I typically work with men and women that have at least thirty pounds to lose. Um, people that have been struggling with weight loss most of their life. Uh, people where they struggle to prioritize themselves. They, you'll hear uh, people that struggle to accept a compliment. Uh, that are constantly downplaying. Um, mm -hmm. (laughs) people that are constantly, uh, downplaying their successes are, uh, modest to a fault, unwilling to accept help, unwilling to ask for help. Um, the ones, the women that take care of everyone but themselves, uh, the man that is so hyper-focused on his successful career and family, he's lost sight of his own health. And so these, most of my clients, besides being over 30 pounds overweight, are highly successful people in every other aspect of their lives. Whether they're business owners, C-level execs, or even individual co- contributors, um, or full-time, highly involved parents, they're highly successful in everything, except for their weight. And so if, if that sounds like you, you're really uh, a great candidate for a love yourself lean program.
0: So do you have an example or someone that you have worked with that just stands out in your mind that has seen such great success that you would love to share with us?
1: Yeah. So one of my, um, one of my faves and, and this is one of my phases because it's a different story than most people would expect from a a weight management specialist. So um, a client of mine came to me after having already lost 100 pounds and she wanted to lose this last 30 and just was stuck at a plateau. And so came to me specifically for nutritional help versus mindset help uh, to get there. But when you come to me already having lost 100 pounds and at no point talk about that level of success or just like how proud you are, where you are, you know, how much better you feel. Warning bells are immediately going off in my head of, okay, that self-love is kind of missing. So we started working from a nutritional standpoint and she started, she started losing some weight for sure, um, but was never satisfied and was hyper, hyper focused on the logistics Like, I want to know exactly, tell me exactly this and exactly what to eat and exactly the portions. And is the zucchini better than the squash or is the squash better than the zucchini? Like minute, like so hyper-focused on the details. And I was like, wow, girl, you are blocking your own ability to succeed because you're looking for this answer of perfection, that there is a right There is a one way and there's not. And she was so disconnected from her body. She had no idea what her body wanted. And so I told her, this is a 50-50 deal. You need to take your 50% by being, you're the expert on you, or you should be. I'm the expert on nutrition and movement, but you're the expert on you. And what she couldn't comprehend was her need to be the expert on her. She was, she didn't followed rules, followed rules, just follow the rules. If I don't follow the rules, I don't deserve to succeed. Follow the rules, follow the rules. So eventually she was hyper-focused on this number. And I said to her, so this, this goal weight that you've got, where'd you get it? Have you ever been that weight?" And she was like, no, kind of just made it up. This girl that I know, a friend of mine weighs that, and I want to look like her. And I knew that friend. And I was like, okay, uh, you'll never look like her. You don't have the same body type as her. Like this girl's got legs up to her earlobes. You don't, right? She's got a long, you know, she's got a short torso. You don't. She had really long limbs. You don't. Like you can't look like her. So I put her, I, I gave her an assignment. I said, I want you to go online. I want you to look up women, 150 pounds. This was her goal. Look at them. And then next week, let's come back and tell me what what you saw. And she came back and she said, I look better than most of those women. And she was a good 20, 30 pounds heavier than those women. And she's like, I look better than that. I'm like, okay, so what is your goal? Like your goal? What do you want? And all of a sudden, just by doing that, she completely saw herself differently. So then she started to pay attention and she started to realize she loved vegetables and she was actually feeling better on a more plant-based diet. And so she made the decision, not me to start weaning away from me. And she started gaining so much more energy, feeling more satiated from a, not just satiated, but satisfied, like enjoying the food. And so when we decided she was on the right path and she no longer needed me, she had only lost maybe 10 pounds with me, but she saw a completely different woman in the mirror and she wore a bikini on the beach and felt like took pictures and put them on social media, which she never would have done before. And she was like, I look and feel amazing. And then she reached out to me a few months later to say, I just want you to know that I stopped getting on the scale. I stopped hyper-focusing and I just listened to my body. And lo and behold, I'm down another 15 pounds. And I didn't even, it wasn't a struggle. It just was natural. And that's a miracle. And thank you. And so that is my favorite story because It really showed the self-love was the root and the reconnecting with yourself and learning. My body has the answer. I just have to listen to it, maybe with a little bit of guidance of what I'm hearing, but it's going to tell me. And if I just love it and stop trying to fight it, but work with it, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. And it's going to get me where I'm supposed to be. And that's what happened. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, your body, like her body was telling her,
0: I want to be on a plant-based diet and I want, I feel better this way. And you know, that's definitely, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I I really do believe that. I really do believe that. Like when you, when you show yourself love, it's like with anything else, when you hyper-focus, it's like in business, if anybody can relate to this, if you're focusing on the dollar, the dollar will never come you're focusing on the dollar, the dollar. I need the money. I need the money. I need the money. money. It's not going to be there because you're not focusing on what's really important. Your product, your clientele, your business. If you focus on the actual meat of your business, what's important? Am I taking care of my clients? Am Am I nurturing this it will grow, and the money will come. Am I nurturing my body and my what my body and my mind are asking for? All of those things will fall into place. It just yeah. it's just how your body is has a natural way of doing things, and if you allow it to do the things that it wants to do, it will. But if you're constantly like causing that stress it. and fighting it. It's not going to do the things it needs to do because it can't it can't do it, yeah, yeah that's that's pretty cool i I love it I love hearing success stories like that I think it's I think it's fun because it it gives you life to know that your clients are seeing that sort of result and that you're on the right track and doing the right thing because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. yeah
1: and it's it's it impacts so much more of their life than just their way, like you were saying, like how does their life change and And through this work, through that mindset work, right, bodies change for sure, but marriages change. I can't tell you how many marriages have become so much stronger because you can't truly accept or give true love if you can't feel it for yourself, right? Yeah, um how people's careers have changed because they've become better bosses.
0: And they're They're more confident.
1: They're more confident. And they're also more forgiving. When you learn to be more compassionate towards yourself, you're also more compassionate towards others. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden communication opens up and, you know, mutual respect increases. So like relationships have changed through this, you know, this process and uh, opportunities have not just presented themselves, but been seen. Right people who are so closed off, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. doesn't see what's in front of them. And all of a sudden you put them in this position of, of course you are. And then all of a sudden all these opportunities show up Mm -hmm. and it's so cool to then see somebody with that confidence pursue what they never would have before.
0: Yeah. I mean, and those opportunities probably presented themselves before, but you never thought that they were available to you, available to you, or never thought that you could do it. So you just were blind to it because you it just wasn't there it wasn't there and yeah if you if you love yourself enough to show that confidence to show that self-love all of these opportunities come about as well absolutely i i totally totally agree i love it i think it's fabulous that mindset work is huge and it it is life-changing for sure but so if someone wanted to contact you or get a hold of you how could they find you
1: so, my website is Love You Lean, uh, all spelt out. Uh, don't get that confused because my company is Love Yourself Lean, but the website's loveyoulean.com. And there you can learn more about me, my services. You can schedule a free consultation. Um, I have a weight loss challenge that's starting on the 26th, and you can learn more about that. It's a ridiculously low cost and lots of fun, big community. Um, it's a good time. So, that's one way. Uh, you can also reach me at teresa at loveyoulean.com. And I do have a Love Yourself Lean page on Facebook. Um, That seems to be my most popular forum, largely above Instagram. Um, Just because I do share a lot more information versus pictures. I'm not as concerned about sharing the aesthetic, but more of the soul, heart and soul. That's more of a Facebook thing than an Instagram thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Love Yourself Lean on Facebook. Love You Lean, either email or uh, website. Fantastic. All right. I
0: will have all that in my show notes as well. So uh, just so you know, I'll post that. So if anybody wants to contact you, they can find you there and they can have that information in the show notes. But thank you so much for sharing today, Teresa. And we really appreciate hearing your stories of inspiration and hopefully someone can find inspiration in you as well. Oh, thank you so much, Gabby. I love being here. Yeah. Thank you guys all for listening and we will see you all next week.